Most people have heard of phytoestrogens, but did you know there are beneficial phytoandrogens that mimic and support testosterone and more? The top source of these is pine pollen. If you're looking for 100% natural hormonal support for men and women, you've got to try this. Right now, Lost Empire Herbs' best-selling pine pollen is available for one penny plus shipping and handling. Go to GeniusPollen.com to find out more and grab yourself a bag today. No hidden charges, no trial offer, no shenanigans. Just a low-cost way to try Lost Empire Herbs' top product for next to nothing. Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. I have a returning guest I've had many times, Dr. Bill McGraw. He's a polymath. We've talked about mercury. We've talked about aquaculture. We've talked about rife machine technology to heal various diseases. Today, we're going to talk about Alzheimer's and the protocols that you know Bill is working with uh, to help people with this condition. So, Bill, thanks for coming back. Thanks very much for having me back, Richard. It's a blast. Well, tell me about your interactions with people that have uh, Alzheimer's. What's that been like and what are you bringing to bear to try to help these people? Yeah, 30 years ago, I was working in long-term care and working with people that had Alzheimer's, and I saw the disease up close on a regular basis. And, you know, I got into different areas of science and really didn't get back into medicine until about 10 years ago. I started uh, working as a naturopathic doctor because I had to heal myself from mercury toxicity as nobody else, no other doctors that I saw over the course of a couple of years could help me, but they all just kept giving me drugs. So I fixed myself from mercury toxicity and, you know, wrote that 400 page, 500 source book. And then I moved on to aluminum because aluminum seemed really one of those things I wanted to look at. And so I did that. I wrote another book, Aluminum Detox, an easy solution and coming across all of the available information, I had found that silica in water as a compound known as orthosilicic acid would chelate aluminum, remove it from the brains of people, and they would recover from Alzheimer's. Well, this freaked me out quite a bit. And I just read every single paper and book I could get my hands on and then wrote an e-publication specifically on the protocols and the proof, 25 different research papers, that indeed silica in water would reverse the symptoms of Alzheimer's, including also silica in certain foods. And then also all of the relevant research that showed that aluminum, primarily from tap water, from uh, water treatment, domestic water treatment, using aluminum sulfate to reduce solids or settle out or flocculate, they call it flocculation, settle out particles in the water to make the water more fit for drinking. Well, as it turns out, 0.1 milligrams per liter of aluminum in tap water drank regularly would, would give you Alzheimer's in at least about 35% of the population. So currently, one out of every three people over the age of 80 is going to die from Alzheimer's, even though budgets are skyrocketing and they have all kinds of crazy gene therapies and more drugs, of course. But there's the truth is so much simpler, you know, and that, that number is set to go to two out of three 
people over the age of 80 will die from Alzheimer's. So Alzheimer's is this terminal life disease that can entirely be prevented. And we're going to go over, I think we went over before, but we'll go over again, some of the information from the blue zones, the new information mm-hmm. from the blue zones. And it's just more icing on the cake. It's just more okay. and more research uh, looking into that. Well, before we get into that, tell me about what you, what the protocol was then you came up with or you learned about, and what did you notice in the people that were taking the protocol and when? Uh Right. So I work now with people who have, are experiencing cognitive decline. Okay. They like the early stages of Alzheimer's. And so uh, what we do is we mix up batches of this orthosilicic acid water, sort of a synthetic version, because you can find silica in certain waters, such as Fiji water is a classic example. It's got a smooth, mellow flavor. I drank it for months as part of my research just to just to engage that detox protocol. And it has enough silica where it will actually remove aluminum from the human body through the urine, and people who drink it regularly will avoid Alzheimer's. Now, this all sounds like too good to be true, but after I get done with my 25 papers, you'll understand just like I, I did when I found out. And so the what, pro- drink, what drink is this again? This is uh, Fiji water. Just Fiji water that you'd buy in a store? That's it. If you just look on the label and that it contains uh, silica or orthosilicic. It will say silica. Mm, they don't I use to that. That's right. So that silica is a special form known as orthosilicic acid. Now, there's certain mineral waters that you buy that contain this silica. And when it's drank three cups a day, you know, morning, noon, night, it will remove aluminum through the urine and you will recover from cognitive decline. I've seen this in my own clinical practice of, of giving people this water that we make a synthetic version known as silicate. And this is from Dr. Dennis Krause's work. It's on the YouTube. You can go there and find out how to make silicate. And there are some absolute amazing studies that will show that the silica water will absolutely reduce aluminum and increase cognitive abilities in those who are challenged cognitively due to the toxicity of aluminum. And it's a phenomenal research. And there's research that says in peer-reviewed scientific journals that if you drink this water three times a day for a period of 12 weeks continuously, that you will significantly reduce aluminum in the human body and significantly increase cognitive abilities in a person who's challenged cognitively speaking, due to toxicity and they're experiencing early symptoms or or, uh, advanced symptoms of Alzheimer's. Tell me what you've seen, literally, in in people that you worked with. Okay, so you would, you know, if we had a person typically experiencing cognitive decline, and, you know, what, you know, even if we go to the NIH, early Alzheimer's stages or mild Alzheimer's diseases, you know, it lists, and I quote, as Alzheimer's worsens, people experience greater memory loss and Other cognitive difficulties, problems including wandering, getting lost, trouble handling money, paying bills, repeating questions, taking longer to complete normal daily tasks, personal behavior changes, and people are diagnosed in these stages because they have a harder time, right? They have a harder time just doing regular daily tasks. So I see this and I treat, you know, Boquete is, Panama is the tourist uh, retirement capital of Panama by far. And so uh, 90% of my clients are retirees and they do experience cognitive decline and they will call me up and say, you know, I heard so-and-so 
And so I engage them and, and go through the detox protocols and we use the detox protocols. And they will go through, in the, especially in the first couple of weeks, a detox response, which is they may feel rough the first couple of weeks and their sweat may have a, a really foul odor to it as they're, they're really pulling trash out of the system because silica is got to be one of the best elements, detox elements you could possibly take. And so after the first couple of weeks of detoxing, where they're feeling a little bit rough, a little more tired, they, the sweat smells bad, and they don't necessarily experience the cognitive increases. However, if you give them a few more weeks after that, and potentially, I would say even more so, I would say a couple of months of this water, and you will see an increase in cognitive abilities. You will see a decrease of problem with day-to-day living tasks. And I've seen this myself. I've seen this in several clients that I've worked with over the past six six months. It does work. It does work. It's a commitment. So what, but again, what the, so the first few weeks they feel what tired, but the more, same, and then more they feel tired. Better. Right, tired. No increase in cognitive abilities. Tired, and the sweat has a tendency to really smell bad. I've heard that many times. And so, but that that goes away after a couple of weeks, and then I would say a couple of months after that. That is when you're going to see an increase in cognitive abilities. I don't know if you've been watching a lot of the news and all that, but President Joe Biden is experiencing symptoms of release Alzheimer's. You can see him wandering away from the really? microphone. Oh, yeah. Want, wow. So that's what's been happening the past two years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. And so I look at this. Originally, I, I was looking at it as a joke, but someone reminded me, hey, you can't make fun of these people. But I said, he's president of the United States. How do we deal with this? Not only on a medical level, but realistic. You know, we need a reality check. If the president has Alzheimer's, what is he doing leading the biggest country in the world? Well, it's madness, actually. But if you look at YouTube videos, you'll see him wandering. Now he'll stand at the microphone and someone will ask him a question and he'll wander off away from the microphone towards the person to speak. Now, in mid-sentence, he realizes what he's done, that he, he's no longer amplified. And so he goes back to the microphone to finish stay, saying what he said, that nobody has any idea because he's not amplified. Now, that's an example of wandering. Now, there's another video where he's walking up the lawn to the White House, and there's a Secret Service guy pointing to the sidewalk where he's supposed to go, but he just keeps walking down the grass, and after the White House, and then he's wandering off into the grass, then suddenly realizes, oh, where am I? And then takes a right turn and goes back towards the White House and goes back into the White House. Now, this is an example of wandering. Okay, this is National Institute of Health, mild Alzheimer's disease symptoms, wandering, okay, wandering around, which in other words, you lose your train of thought, you just wander away, then you pick it back up. Now, if this gets worse, over time, which I'm sure for him it is. I, I don't think he's being treated, but who knows? Hopefully he can afford the treatment. I can volunteer my, my services if he needs it, by God. <laughs> and so moderate Alzheimer's disease, there's more problems with uh, language, reasoning, conscious thought, sensory processing, ability to correctly detect sound smells. There's memory loss. There's confusion grow worse. People have problems recognize family and friends. They have an inability to learn new things, carry out multi-step tasks. There could be hallucinations, delusions, paranoia. So at this point in time, people need need to be really watched. And there has to be some sort of intervention here into people's lives so they can function. 
because, or they end up in long-term care because they're going to be a danger to themselves or others. And, you know, they can't drive a car and they forget to, to eat. They forget to get dressed every day and you have to have some, some sort of care, some sort of pallet, uh, oh. long, long-term care. Most supplements are taken on faith and can take weeks or months to have an effect. Even supplements backed by scientific studies may or may not deliver those same benefits to you. But what if you could feel the results of what you took within just a few days? Lost Empire Herbs offers the highest quality, wild-harvested, non-irradiated pine pollen, and that can dramatically impact your hormones fast. Right now, you can grab it for one cent plus shipping and handling at GeniusPollen.com. Yeah, have you been able to help people that are very far along the Alzheimer's okay, you know, profession right. or just in the, only in the beginning? No, I haven't been able to help somebody really further along. Only mild symptoms of Alzheimer's where people really need help to function but aren't along the lines of the moderate stages. I had an opportunity to to potentially work with somebody who has met moderate Alzheimer's symptoms, but you have to understand that this is a new technology, if you will, a new medicine, and people have a hard time accepting it. I've done, you know, 35 podcasts, and I've done 100 videos, and I've done all this information, and I talk to people about this stuff every day, but people are skeptical. Oh, well, if that was the case, we'd be using it. There wouldn't be any Alzheimer's. Well, the truth is, if people were using it, there wouldn't be any Alzheimer's. There are There is no Alzheimer's disease in the blue zones, and this is areas where the water naturally contains silica, and people detox from aluminum every day of their lives and they don't eat processed foods where you get where you get aluminum. They don't drink tap water that contains aluminum. So what do you think happens? Of course, they don't have Alzheimer's. It doesn't exist. In the blue zone. But this protocol is pretty innocuous sounding. I mean, who would say no to trying it, drinking the water? That's, What's the big deal? That's correct. That's correct. But you're still going to find naysayers and people say, oh, you know what? That, that just can't work. I just don't believe that's going to work. What can I tell you? You're going to find people that I could really help but I can't because they won't engage it. And I'm not asking for money or anything. I'm just saying, look, try this. You can do it yourself. You know, just keep me in the loop. I'd love to know, you know, what happens and how fast this person progresses out of this disease. But, you know, people, it takes commitment. When you get involved in alternative medicine and you have this great ability through rife technology and detox and supplementation to change people's lives for the better and turn everything around for them and save their lives, which I've done many times, you also have to accept the fact that there's going to be times when you know you can help somebody and save them, but you can't because the people won't engage. They won't commit. They won't yeah. try something, something new. People are afraid of new things. We're creatures of habit. It's a change in paradigm. And they walk well, away. Not, not only this, like, you know, I've had thyroid cancer, you know, not nearly as bad as other cancers from what I can see. But when you have cancer, you're very scared. You think you're going to die. And if you see, you, know, you, you think in your mind, if I do these other treatments and they don't work, what if it kills me and I would have lived otherwise? So there's there's a terrible fear and you're in a place where you're you're vulnerable to all kinds of suggestions. So you know, how does someone know that let's say your method would be better than someone else's method? And there's a bunch of people promising to help people with cancer, for instance, you know, amongst other other diseases. Uh-huh. Well, that's easy. All you have to do is just look at my videos online, YouTube, but more so on BitChute, YouTube. I have to be very careful that I don't say certain words and they'll just take my video down and give it a strike. So you go on BitChute, they have all my videos, or brightian.com, they have all my videos. And you look at reversing symptoms of Alzheimer's, and I've done five videos on that. And then you look at the 
detoxing from glyphosate, which also causes Alzheimer's. It's a heavy metal chelator. And you look at this thing and you look at the research and then you attend a seminar. My entire seminar on reversing Alzheimer's is on. Actually, that one they made it. They edited all the words that were that YouTube thinks is bad, including the C word, which is known as Corona. And so they they put the entire thing. It's like an hour and a half, two hours, where I discuss every single research study that's been done on reversing Alzheimer's. And I gave a seminar and I answered questions. And this was all done through the Zoom program. So anybody has a doubt, well, you just have to do the research. I'm not asking for money. I'm not selling products. What I am asking you to do is look at some videos. Now, who who can't do that? Who can't do that? Before we get started, I have a quick favor. I've been self-funding the Finding Genius podcast for five years now. I've done over 3,000 episodes. And as you can see on YouTube, we're up over a million views on the channel, which is fantastic. The next thing I really want to push on is to get up to 10,000 subscribers. Because once we do, we'll be able to put a donate button and uh, we'll be able to solicit donations uh, to help keep the podcast running and to also get the Finding Genius Foundation moving along. We have a big project studying anxiety, depression, and PTSD, and working on a product to help people overcome these problems uh, because I've seen them explode recently after the uh, you know the last two years of the whole virus situation. So if you would, please subscribe to the podcast. That would help us tremendously. Give us a thumbs up. And check in the description for Buy Me a Coffee. It's about five bucks. If you could buy me a coffee, I'd really appreciate it. It would help keep the channel going, and I love coffee. Thank you. Um, continuing on with the, the protocol, though, you said the first few weeks, again, people will feel a little rough, they'll sweat, uh, they won't smell good. What happens then mm-hmm. if they stay with it? At what point do they start to experience better results and what happens? Now, all I've seen is it has to be a couple, at least two more months before you can really say, okay, no, so-and-so is doing much better. You know, there's not as much problems. You know, they don't sleep all day. They don't have problems with confusion. Things get better and they respond better. You talk when you're talking to people. When I visit my clients, I talk to them and say, how are you doing? How is this going? Oh, better, better. You know, when you talk to somebody, you can determine their, their cognitive abilities fairly quickly. You know, how have you done this past two weeks? Oh, I've been doing better. I'm getting around. Or how have you best done for the past two weeks? I'm not really, I don't. See, that's a person experiencing confusion. But when I say, look, hey, how have you been? Oh, no, I'm doing pretty good. I, we've got around last week. We went to the supermarket. We went here. We there. We've been walking every day. You know, there are official tests for cognitive decline. But I don't need to engage that. I talk to their spouse. How's so-and-so doing? Oh, you know what? He's doing a lot better. He's, you know, he's every morning he gets up and he does this and this and he goes there. We went to the, you know, the theater last week and, you know, he talks to me about everything going on. You know, there's a cognitive ability increase there. You can see it. You know, we can do tests, but, but really what, what we need to do is talk about the increase of the quality of life. These people are retired. What is it that you like to do? Well, I like to go to the theater or I like to read books and I can't read books anymore. Well, I go in there. I treat these people. I use Rife Technologies. I use the silica waters. And what happens? Over time, they're reading books again. They're reading books or over time, they're knitting or whatever they like to do. It's, it's about increasing the quality of life because let's face it. You know, you're retired. You're, you're not going to be running marathons. You're, you're not going to be riding in speedboats. You're not going to be doing a lot of stuff maybe that you did when you were younger, but what is the quality of life that, that you have and, and how can that be improved? That's the idea. Mm. Okay. What other um, 
I don't know, interesting things have you found about Alzheimer's, how to mitigate it for cognitive decline in general? Any other protocols that you've discovered? You know, there are absolutely, we'll jump right into this. And that is there's certain types of foods that contain silica, right? So soils that contain silica, plants can pick, pick up that silica. And one of the best, well, let's just say this. Let's say I was to go onto the internet, put in, you know, detox aluminum, because we all know aluminum is the number one cause of Alzheimer's, but glyphosate is also there. It will say eat more green beans. That's it. So then you say, well, what do you mean green beans? It turns out the green beans are one of the highest sources of silica in the diet, one of the best percents of absorption. So if you eat 100 grams of green beans, you're getting 2.5 milligrams of silica, and there's a 50% absorption. So every time you're talking about a certain food that's nutritious, you have to talk about first the content of the nutrition, and secondly about the percent absorption. I'll give you a big example here. I'm looking at my list. Now, grains. Let's see. No, there's a better example. Bananas. Bananas contain 6.1 milligrams per 100 grams of food. They contain 6.1 milligrams of silica. However, there's only a 5.8% absorption of that silica in that form. So it's 10 times less than the grain beans. So you're not getting a lot of silica. However, whole oats, 278 milligrams per 100 grams, with 49% absorption. That's outstanding. All right. Same thing with barley. 109 and 49%. Potatoes in the skins, in the barley hull, in the whole oats unprocessed. It's always in the outer hull. It's always in the skin. The potato skin contains the silica and it's 21% absorption. So you're, if you rig your diet, and it's not hard, you know, if I say, look, eat more green beans, I'm sure some kids are going to go, ah, I, don't, I don't eat green beans. But if you gear your diet to include a couple of items that can contain silica, if you gear your water towards containing orthosilicic acid, well, you're going to be dumping aluminum out of your urine. It's it's all been peer-reviewed and scientifically published. And you're going to eventually increase your cognitive abilities if you have symptoms of Alzheimer's. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Well, when, when you did it, you didn't have symptoms of cognitive decline, but no, did you experience uh-uh. a benefit? Like, did you feel changed after a while? Not particularly, I wouldn't say, but I drank, I love the taste of the Fiji water. It's got such an awesome flavor to it. I was drinking a liter a day because I wanted to, I do all the protocols before I ever give them to anybody. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure the medical doctors don't take their drugs before they pass them out, but I, I do all my protocols. I do my Rife techs. I, all my Rife technology, and I do all my silicones and, and liposomal vitamin products and so on. I do all that before I give them up to see if, what is the effect? How does it work? Is it tasty? Is it bad? Is, does it taste bad? Because that's a lot of the complaints I get. Well, this doesn't taste too good. Well, you know, that's it. So you're going to have to tough it out and drink it and get on with it, you know, if you want to experience uh, uh, the necessary benefit. So I didn't necessarily have that, but I didn't have symptoms of Alzheimer's. I didn't have problems, you know, with cognitive decline at all. So I didn't really see a whole lot, but I know silica is very beneficial in strengthening arteries and it's very beneficial for connective tissue. And in fact, people that drink a lot of silica water don't have a lot of wrinkles. So how's that for women? I'm sure they like to hear that. So there you go. Just yeah, right I was also going to ask you if someone has a buildup of aluminum in their body, what other problems might they have besides cognitive decline that this uh you know detoxing or chelation would help with yeah absolutely they would likely have muscle aches 
they could have problems with anything to, like, relating to the nerves. So movement or, you know, anything using the eyes or auditory defects, like their problems hearing, problems seeing, problems tasting, a problem moving, muscle aches in general like that. You know, a general feeling of not feeling well, you know, maybe a problem with insomnia or maybe a problem with irritability or, or maybe some anger difficulty. Something odd with the personality could be that could be a heavy metal in the brain. Remember the first person who was affected by heavy metals that was experiencing mental problems was the Mad Hatter. And so the phrase around Europe during the 1860s was mad as a hatter. They didn't say, oh, that guy's nuts. Oh, they said, oh, he's mad as a hatter because the hatter used mercury nitrate to clean hats and, and use it for the materials. And they, and they inhaled the mercury. And over time, it went into the brain and made them crazy. That's it. So aluminum can do some, some of those similar things. It could make you have mental problems, seriously, over time. And a lot of other metals can do that, including iron, if you get too much iron or too much copper. And in fact, copper in the brain mimics mercury toxicity, and so does too much iron. Those are two elements that I, I go over in my mineral deficiencies seminar that you cannot get to, you can get too much of. Copper, high levels of copper are very symptomatic when we're looking at cancer, problems with cancer and so on. And iron, too much iron in the brain can cause Alzheimer's and same thing with copper. Too much copper in the brain could absolutely cause all kinds of cognitive difficulties. So those things you got to watch. Now, on the other hand, higher amounts of selenium and higher amounts of manganese. Wow, super detox elements. And they do wonderful things in the human body. You can read all about that in all those various books, the Gerson Therapies, or any book dealing with heavy metals. They'll talk about selenium binding mercury or, or selenium boosting immune system or selenium detoxing the body from heavy metals. So all those things are good. So how can someone do a uh, heavy metals assessment? Is it just blood work? Specialized blood work, and then uh, what are some of the protocols for the different types of heavy metal toxicity in people? Okay, that's going to be your hair, your hair analysis. It's two tablespoons of hair. You fill out a form. You pay fifty bucks. Three weeks later, you get a an email. Well, actually, the email goes to someone like me who can interpret that. Is it's it's difficult to interpret? I've been doing it for years. I know all about it uh, inside out. I've seen everything. Um, and what happens is you're able to look at mineral deficiencies which are caused by heavy metal toxicity in the human body. And from there, you can analyze the heavy metals and figure out what you have, you can engage the, the proper detox protocols, which always includes, includes sweat therapies for my work, always include most of the work is done on your own. You don't have to see me, you know, three times a week. Most of the work is done on your own. Now, three months later, four months later, you're going to get another hair test and you're going to notice that the, the heavy metals have decreased. And so with that comes a more balance of, of the minerals in the human body with according to your hair test. And, and then you, you get, you re, reduce the symptoms that you previous, previously experienced, which are tons of stuff. It could be intestinal problems, digestion, uh, brain fog, nervousness, anxiety, insomnia, muscle aches, feeling of not being well, malaise, depression. Most people that have mercury fillings, I think it's 70%. Uh, the research have shown they have depression and it's like related also the same thing with gluten or glyphosate. They can experience depression because most of your serotonin is made in the gut and it, you know, it's all, it's all tied together. When you put this picture together, it all makes sense. You know, you just keep 
working at it and put and putting the puzzle together. And then, you know, you just have to educate people beyond that by coming out over and over and over again. It's, it's, it's quite a challenge because you realize, of course, there's a certain number of people that just aren't going to accept it because of the newness, the newness of it. Oh, well, you know, that's wild. Wow. And so it takes time for that shift of paradigm to happen. But when it does, Alzheimer's is going to be a thing of the past. I'm serious. It's not going to be a disease anymore. Go visit the Blue Zones. Dennis Krauss writes a book on the Blue Zones. Go visit the Blue Zones. They don't have any Alzheimer's. Don't take my word. Go down to Costa Rica where they have a Blue Zone and walk around there and say, I'm sorry, can you, in Spanish, of course, can you can you tell me, do you have Alzheimer's here? You know what? Those people will talk your ear off. No, we don't really have that. No, I don't know who has that. And then go back to the United States and go to a major city and say, Walk to somebody on the street and walk up to them and say, you know, could you, do you know somebody has Alzheimer's symptoms? I, I'm a research scientist. I want to talk to you for a minute. And the first they're going to say is, oh, yeah, there's, I know five people. Oh, my mother, so and so has it. Oh, my aunt has have, it. Have you been so, to a Blue Zone personally? You and no, have you observed it? <laughs> no, I've read all the Blue Zone books and papers. I'd love to go. It's not that far, but, you know, who has the time? Right now, there's no gas in Panama because of protests on the street. So I can't drive. So it's a, Costa Rica is a far way to walk. <laughs> and so I'd love yeah, to go there. True. I mean, who has, you know, there's no funding for silica research. If you're working on a new drug for Alzheimer's, by God, there's $14 million waiting for you. But if I went to the FDA and I said, look, now I'm working on this Alzheimer's paper. I've got books published. I've got research articles written and I've done 14 podcasts. I want, you know, you give me $5,000 to visit the Blue Zone to study silica and Alzheimer's. Will you do that? And they will, after they get done laughing or cursing, they'll tell you, no, we're, of course we're not going to do that. That stuff doesn't work. You need to try this new drug we got. The side effects are only, there's only 143 side effects, and the chances of killing you are only, you know, 47%. It's, it's a good deal, you know. So they'll talk me out of it, try to anyway, right? But no, you're, you know, I fund my own research. There's no funding for this. I write books. And, you know, publish them and you make some money and you, you, you fund your own research. I had to fund my own coral reef research. There's no money for saving coral reefs. Nobody cares about that. But that's the way it goes when you're, when you're doing this gig, when you're doing the, the new shift in paradigm gig. There's just your, it's an uphill battle. And, but, you know, you have those aha moments when you're able to I, save I want to, um, Yeah, I wanted to ask you about fillings. When someone gets a mercury filling, what if they've had one uh, 20 years ago? Yeah. Is this still bothering uh, them? Should they take it out? Should they leave uh, it in? What can they do to mitigate the effects? Yeah, I would say that you don't engage any detox protocols until you remove all your mercury amalgam fillings. Now, having said that, if the, if your mercury amalgam fillings in your mouth for 20 years, chances are at least 50% of that mercury is already leached out of the mercury amalgam filling. So every time you're chewing, every time you're drinking an acidic drink, your coffee, uh, that mercury leaches out of the coffee. You inhale it into the lungs and it goes right past the blood brain barrier changes into an ionic form and gets trapped there and eventually causes problems in old age. And the reason for that is you're just building up a threshold. And once enough mercury damages neural tissue, well, you can't think straight anymore. And then you have to detox or just, you know, go into cognitive decline. Of course, when you're 80 years old, your kidneys and liver don't work so well at removing aluminum or mercury. So you have to really engage detox protocols. But it's, it's harder as you get older. It's just harder. To do that stuff, you know? So well, how do you detox from mercury, you know, before cognitive decline before you get too old? It's, it's, hard. It, it's just simply a, li- a choice, a lifestyle choice where you're going to get rid of your mercury amalgam fillings. You're going to eat an organic diet. You're going to get away from the sources of mercury. 
such as, you know, some of the toxic fishes, the larger carnivorous fishes uh, they're not supposed to eat. You're not going to live near a coal-burning power plant. Uh, you're not going to get involved in working with metals without proper equipment and, and protection. There, you know, antacids are contain aluminum. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a lifestyle and a knowledge-based ability to avoid contaminants in foods. And, and then you're going to engage sweat therapies. How many people do sweat therapies? Well, I have people that are retired say, look, I don't want to do that. I like sweating. And I have to tell them, and it takes time. You have to engage this, you know, go with your friends. Now some of my clients, they're funny. They, they amuse me. They get together and they have these little girly meetings in the, in the sauna and they, and they enjoy it. It's a social activity for them. Well, wonderful. I've got another client that goes into a car and turns on the heater. Ah, wonderful. I don't care how you sweat. Just get out there and do it. I mean, I have other people that work in the garden in Panama and they say, you know, I sweat a lot. And I say, well, that's all. We'll move on to the next phase. Detox bind, uh, intestinal binders. Chlorella spirulina, organic sources of them or sources that don't have any heavy metals. Engage that and then, you know, liposomal vitamin C. And then, and then finally the last stage and only the last stage is liposomal glutathione, the big gun, where you're just absolutely cleaning up everything left and you're getting rid of your heavy metals and you're not going to get Alzheimer's. That's how it works. I'm not selling anything except a couple of books and that's it. You can look at all the stuff I have online and that's, that's how you do it. Well, again, if someone has a mercury filling, um, is it, you know, what are the protocols to take it out safely? Can it be dangerous to take it out as well? Well, you make sure your dentist uh, does it in a safe way. Yeah, your dentist is going to put a dam inside your mouth. That's a plastic, a sheet of plastic that they fit inside your mouth around the tooth that they're working on. And then as they're drilling the mercury out, they're catching it in this plastic as they suck it up. You don't want to swallow any of that stuff. Okay. Although regular mercury, Regular mercury is not toxic when eaten because it doesn't pass the intestinal barrier uh, very much unless you have damage to your gut like leaky gut, a lot of people do. Anyway, uh, beyond that, you're going to have proper ventilation. So the dentist has to be familiar with it. When you come up to them and say, look, at, I'm, I want to get my, my mercury malcolm fillings out. What do you think of that? If they don't immediately pipe up and say, oh, yeah, we, have a, we, have, we use the dam in the back of the mouth and we have proper ventilation. And if they don't say those two things, you need to move on to another dentist. Because he doesn't really know well enough to, without the inputs. I had all 10 or 12 fillings taken out. It, it was easy, two or three at a time. They've replaced it with a ceramic filling or a plastic filling, which is not did, toxic. Did you experience any, any problems when they did, like for a few days after? Or no, no, none. I had no problems. What's under, did you feel like, better, though, after a few weeks or months? You know, I, it was so long ago. It was like 12 years ago. I don't really, I didn't notice anything happening. Because I'll tell you why. This is an amazing story. Because the majority, uh, 95% of all the mercury in your body or aluminum is stored in, in your organs. So take mercury, 80% in the liver, 10 to 15% in the, in the kidney, and 5 to 10% in the brain. Now, aluminum, on the other hand, 85% is stored in the brain. It's stored in the brain. According to the research studies in mammals, your aluminum is stored in the brain. And the reason for that is these heavy metals and other toxins it's, a, it's the same for graphene, graphene oxide or spike proteins. They will circulate throughout the body until they find a tissue they have the greatest preference for, the greatest affinity for. And they attach to this tissue and will stay there until what? Until challenged through a chelator or challenged through an excretory process that removes it. And it goes around through the gallbladder and out through the gastrointestinal tract. Well, 
you know, that toxin will stay attached to the tissue until you, until you aggressively detox it and remove it. So that's what happens. So you can say, well, you know, you sometimes people experience a dramatic decrease in symptoms they were having, but I didn't have symptoms of mercury toxicity beyond what I was normally experiencing at that time, uh, which was that point in time, which was probably my insomnia, which I had for years, which was probably going to be some anxiety, which I had years later. But that was years later that I was experiencing that because when I, the hardest time I had was when taking out metals from the tissues, putting them back in the blood for disposal through the liver and gastrointestinal tract. Think of the blood as the highway. When that heavy metal comes in on the diet or in through the air, as you're breathing in the mercury from your mercury amalgam fillings, you're inhaling it, right? It's going into the blood. From the blood, it goes past the blood-brain barrier. From the blood, it goes into the liver and gets stored there. Well, what happens when it detoxes? It's got to go out the other, the other way, the exact opposite. From the liver, from the kidney, into the blood, right? And from the blood through the gastrointestinal tract, where 80% at least 80% of all the heavy metals, such as mercury, are removed through the gastrointestinal tract. However, aluminum predominantly is removed through the kidneys. They, they, in these studies, they're always measuring the amount of aluminum in the urine as they're doing challenge studies where they're detoxing people with silica. And then they measure the amount of aluminum that's removed in the urine. And they say, yeah, you know what? There's significantly more aluminum in the urine of people taking silica than not. All right. So this is all well-documented peer review. This isn't something I just came up with. I just, I'm an educator. I'm a research scientist, but also an educator because what is the use of doing the research if nobody's ever going to benefit from it? Do people read all these books that I read? Not really. Not the ones that I treat. They don't read these books on these science books. And, you know, Dr. Stephanie Seneff writes this, you know, this book on I'm removing glyphosate. That book is for research scientists. It hasn't been written for the common man. I can tell you that because some of those chapters require serious attention. I normally rip through books left and right, but that book you have to look at. Oh, wow. And you have to read it two, three times and say, okay, wait, I'm putting this together. This is how this works. This is the metabolic function here because she goes hardcore into her research. So this is not a light read. Those people don't read that. People aren't going to pick that up and give her a breeze on a Sunday afternoon. That's a research book. That's going to right. benefit research it. scientists. Got it? Yeah. A couple, couple of quick, quick ideas about glyphosate. How do people detox from that? And what are the main sources of that in people's diets? Oh, wow. What a story. I did do videos on that. I do do a detox seminar on that. You're going to find out in this day and age that the most amount of glyphosate is going to be found in grains. Now, you might say, what? But the truth is that glyphosate is used, 80% of all the GMO crops have been genetically engineered to resist glyphosate and Roundup Ready. Okay, but that's your soybeans and corn, right? So what's the deal with wheat? Whoa, hang on a minute. There's all kinds of new information coming out that says glyphosate is more used on crops to dry them out than it is used as an herbicide. It's used to dry crops out, and it's used to produce seeds in a, a symptomatic way, in a, in a synergistic, you know, that's not the word, all at once. That's the word I'm looking for. And so when all the seeds become become fertile or the plants become fertile all at once, and the seeds are all produced at once, right? So that's important for the farmer. It makes it easier for him to do that. And so uh, that's what they apply glyphosate. Now, nobody knows that. So they're in still, in ta- uh, still ingesting tons and tons of glyphosate. How do you remove glyphosate? 
You have to have a teaspoon of sodium bicarbonate and have to wash your grains, wash your fruits and vegetables, especially the ones that aren't organic. And you have to know the first stage of detox is remove all of the potential sources of toxins before you remove the rest of it from the body that's stored there. Because what's the use of getting rid of it if you're taking it in all the time? So that is the big idea there. And of course, glyphosate is still on use on the corn, soybeans. It's in all processed foods. It's found in, in 80% of all the water sources in the United States. It's found in 90% of the blood of the people of the United States. Why is that? Because there's some ungodly number of 81 billion pounds being used over the past 50 years, and it's been put on land, and it's contaminated soil, water. It's found in most samples of rain. It's found in most samples of water in the Mississippi Delta and the Mississippi watershed system. It's found most samples of water in the St. Lawrence Riverbed. River waste watershed system and so on. And so it's everywhere. You can't avoid it unless you, you empower yourself with this knowledge. How do I avoid it? You take it out with the activated carbon filter. How hard is that to use an activated carbon cartridge filter? It's not hard. You have to have the knowledge. It's not expensive. It's 20 bucks. All right. So all this information is available and more of the glyphosate can be removed by you know using zeolites and activated carbons, you ingest them. They can bind glyphosate in the gut for regular removal. Apple cider vinegar in the morning with humic and fulvic acids help to break down glyphosate in the liver. Okay, and also you're going to be taking glutathione, liposomal glutathione only, not regular glutathione. Regular glutathione is broken down in the gut to the amino acids, and it's kind of a waste. Liposomal glutathione has a fat covering and it goes straight into the blood. And once it's released into the blood, it's like getting a glutathione IV. And it goes and attaches to, to the, the glyphosate, attaches to heavy metals. And together with the carrier protein, it goes around through the liver, through the gallbladder, and out through the gastrointestinal tract. But I will say this. This is not a weekend gig. This is not a weekend detox. This is an everyday thing that goes on for months. So it is a lifestyle choice. And it's not an expensive one, and it's not a painful one, and it's not one that you can't do. Oh, I can't do that. Yes, you can. Oh, I don't sweat. How many times have I heard that with my clients? Well, I don't sweat. Well, you're going to have to. People that don't sweat are typically toxic. All right? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, have you dealt with uh, – I've, I've been interviewing several dozen scientists about uh, microplastics. Yes. And I had read that microplastics have been found in even yes. people's blood supply. Yes. Um, I would guess, I'm just, again, armchair speculation, but this is yet another possible consequence of leaky gut. People that have leaky gut, I, I would uh -huh. guess that as they adjust these microplastics, yes. they're going to leach into their system more than people that have healthy guts. But Correct. again, what, what has been your experience with them? Okay, I've done a video on microplastic detox. And it's, again, it's going to come down to glutathione and antioxidant use to boost the excretory processes and detox methods. So you have to think of the body in terms of a bank. If the body has more money, you're going to be able to spend more and do more things. But if you're constantly withdrawing funds, maybe the bank is not in such good shape. In other words, if you might be ingesting microplastics because how the heck are you going to get away from it? It's in the water, it's in food, blah, blah, blah. But look, there's other things. You could avoid, totally avoid mercury and aluminum and remove it from your body, which enables the body to have additional resources to maybe combat some of these other toxins that can't be avoided, like microplastics. I mean, how are you going to avoid microplastics? Well, you can just filter your water down to 
nanometers, just about, right? Down to many microns, you know, by using, what about uh, distillation processes? What about reverse osmosis? That'll get rid of all the microplastics in the water. And then you're drinking, you just supplement with minerals and there you go. You can avoid it there, but you're going to need the, the glutathione's. You know, you're, you're going to need that for detoxing in general. Now, there are sources of glutathione in foods. It's all in your, your fruits and vegetables, like your, your watermelons and your, and your asparagus. You know, those are glutathione's, organic glutathione's that you're ingesting. The, the body makes glutathione in the liver, but mm. uh, not in people that have a lot of inflammation, but rather people that eat a healthy diet mostly. And, I heard uh, uh, lysine can, may help with uh, the removal of... Uh, Glyphosate people. Correct. The correct. The reason is because glyphosate takes the place of glycine on the glutathione molecule. So you understand it's much like mercury in the fact that once glyphosate gets in your body, it prevents itself from being removed by destroying the same molecule that removes it. Are you following me? Uh, Interesting. Yeah. So when you take glycine, you're sort of outcompeting the site on the glutathione molecule and you're enabling the glutathione molecule to more likely receive. Uh, the glycine rather than the glyphosate. So you're out competing, out competing it, you know? So that's, okay. that's it. Have you had to do much work with, uh, you know, microplastic chelation or removal if there is such a thing? Uh, people like, uh, can, has anyone been able to quantify the effects of a high microplastic load in a person? Uh, here's the problem with that. Um, the problem with that is it's an all new thing. It's just starting to come out in the news. Now, mercury has been around forever and ever, and people have been toxic for a long time, since like the 80s when people were banging, you know, there's something like 200,000 mercury amalgam fillings people's mouths every day in the United States during the 1980s. The problem is that microplastics is just coming out. When I say microplastic to you, to the average person, what does he think? Well, I, what do you mean, Mike? What do you mean? Like a new product? You mean like a watch? It's a new, yeah, they don't know what it is. Yeah. So if I talk to them about detox, they say, oh, you know, I don't need to listen to this, this guy. Uh, you know, but if I'm talking to the aluminum, uh, to them about aluminum, they're more likely to listen. Oh, wait, you know, I've heard of aluminum, uh, Alzheimer's. I've heard of that. But who, who has heard of microplastics besides people that read about this stuff all the time? Not too many people. So they're not worried about it. But yet, you know, it's in the research, from the research to to the average person, decades. Or maybe, you know what my professors used to tell me? They used to scare the hell out of me. They used to say that that every person that believed in an old idea had to die before the new idea was accepted. It's called a shift Mm. in idea and a shift in paradigm. And I laughed at that. I told them, I said, wait a minute, that's crazy. What are you kidding me? People will analyze the new idea. They'll accept it or reject it based on the value of the the freaking idea but they said no 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 young william you have no idea and lo and behold the old uh-huh. buggers the old buggers were right when i got older and became my own doctor of science and so on i w- i determined that these people are so resistant to this new idea and i thought to myself holy crap the old men were right and they are mm-hmm. right people don't like mm-hmm. new ideas you know unless there's a certain percentage of the people that may look at that new idea and accept it the majority don't mm-hmm. Very well. Um, Bill, so what, what, what resources do you have for people that are listening that may be experiencing, you know, a problem in one or more ways that you may be able to help with, you know, one of your books? What, what are some good resources from folks that are listening? This is easy. If you're a reader, you can go to my website at newaquatechpanama.com. You'll see a, an EPUB in there for like $3. It's like a 15-page report on every single study that's on 
aluminum in the human body and reversing aluminum toxicity with the use of silica and including the protocol. You go to the YouTube, you'll see Dr. Dennis Krauss spelled with the C and he, what does he have with the making of the silicate water? Uh, it's a little bit involved, but if you've made a cake, you can make silica water. And so those are the resources primarily. My book, Aluminum Detox, an Easy Solution, describes all of the aluminum research, the entire history of aluminum, where it comes from, when it's being used in industry, who's responsible, how is it removed, where it can be found, and so on. And the foods, every food is listed. I've researched the living heck out of it. Now, that's, what, 10 bucks on the, on the Amazon. How many people don't have 10 bucks? It's an easy yeah. read. I made it easy. I did, it's not 400 pages like the Mercury book. Because I imagine people looked at that and said, oh, man, I'm not going to beat this. But you can also go and check out my videos online. It's on BitChute. You know, all of my stuff is on BitChute, including all my work on viruses and the, and the vaccines. It's all there. It's all there for anybody okay. who wants to have or listen. So you want to, can you listen to a video? It's free. Well, of course you can. Of course you can. Just put it's aside bit, some time to do it. BitChute, B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E, is that right? Yep. yep. That's an up-and-coming video platform that allows people like me to get access to a lot of people without being, you know, criticized, without being censored because YouTube, I swear to God, I, I smile too much on a video. YouTube grabs it and I get a notice. Look, buddy, you're, and they get freaked out. Oh, wow. You're violating our community guidelines. Wow. I thought we were going to do, we weren't going to do that anymore. Wow. Strike. And then they're yeah. going to try and take down my channel. Now, Brightian is more difficult to reach the masses Rumble is very difficult to meet, reach the masses when you're first starting out, you know, when you're first approaching the, the, the platform. But BitChute will give you a, a fair shake, and you can get in there, and you, you can get views. If you work hard, you can get the word out there for your research material. All right? You can do it. That's what I found to be the fairest platform is BitChute. Now, there are others like Odyssey and all that, but they just haven't, they haven't taken on. I get 12,000 views my first month on BitChute and the other platforms, I don't get diddly squat because it's hard to get in there. They don't give you right. a fair shake. Okay. Well, very good. Well, Bill, thanks again for coming back on the podcast. I really appreciate you being here and being willing to come back over and over. Thank you so very much. I think this is number 12. It's a blast. I love this, as you can tell. Um, I love this. I love to help people. That's what I'm here for. And I, I enjoy it, and it's a real buzz for me. So thank you so much for having me on, and hopefully people listen to this podcast and they can heal themselves like I, like I had to. Remember, before you go, to grab your one-penny bag of pine pollen for all the amazing, all-natural hormonal support that men and women the world over are raving about. Try it out and see how it works for you. All you have to do is head to GeniusPollen.com to grab your bag today. Within days, you may be able to notice greater energy, more focus, added recovery, and more. Again, please visit GeniusPollen.com to learn more now. Thank you. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.